0: Welcome back to the Great and Terrible AHS. I am Ty Tuesday, joined once again by Slow Beef and Miss Shadow Lovely, Liz. Hey, what's up, gang? How's it going? Hi. Howdy. Um, This episode title is bad. Uh, They titled it Coven, Fearful Pranks Ensue, which is... Not like a super relevant line or anything. It's just something Kathy Bates said that I think they were like, mm, that's kind of hard, let's use that. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, it's about the limit of relevance to it. But um, yeah, let's, should we just get right down to it? Because there are a lot of things that happen in this episode, including this into opening sequence that I've like totally forgot. <laughs> and they, like by the end of the episode, I forgot about the intro of this episode.
1: But, yeah, we're, we're, yeah. In, we're in Gnarland's. <laughs> <laughs> this is like a weird opening sequence. This is the first opening sequence that they've done where I'm like, uh, oh, that's just so uh, that just happens later. Like it doesn't set anything up. Like they just do the thing that they do in the opening sequence again at a different time. So like I don't mm-hmm. know if the point is like for us to know that like they have the capability of doing that these characters do. Um if they just did it later in the episode, which they will, um, I would just believe them that they can do that because they have magic powers. But instead, we get um, roughly three minutes of a backstory about a power that Marie Laveau has.
0: Mm-hmm. You're right. That's totally all this is. This is it just setting precedent for Marie Laveau can summon zombies and make them attack someone. And that's it.
2: You know, zombie is a, come from like a voodoo kind of thing, like the name and everything. Right. So it kind of follows. Mm-hmm. Sure. But let's...
1: Yeah, like let's I said, sure. if, if if they just did mm. it the one time at the end of the episode, I'd be like, oh, okay, that's something Marie Laveau can do. Um, but there instead, we get yeah. this opening sequence, which also they do a really... This is the first episode where I'm like, all right, very confusing editing choices here. Um, yeah. It does open in New Orleans, 1961. The title card does not come until, uh, like, 30 seconds into the set, like, the whole the whole scene. Yeah. Um, but it's a, a little boy, a little African American boy on a bike, who we will find out is named Henry. Um, and he's being chased by three racists in a car. Um, and they like chase him down and corner him, and then it segues to and like. By the way, there we can tell this is a flashback even without the title card because there's like a kind of muted, almost pastel, y uh, sepia filter over it, and it's actually a really um, visually quite a nice aesthetic for a flashback. Like it's a very well done. Um, Aesthetic for like a 1960s flashback Um, They make a weird choice In about 30 seconds But that's how this is shot So we know it's a flashback Um, It cuts to Marie Laveau's salon But back in the 1960s Um, And then one of the other stylists Is doing one of the ladies hair And she's like oh yeah my son Henry Who is a little boy um, He's gonna go to like a newly integrated school And then like it immediately Hard cuts to a black and white it's not a flashback it's just like a, a we jump forward in time like I don't know like a day maybe, maybe probably less than that because this lady's talking about her son going to a function that night so it has to be like the same day but now it's pure black and white for some reason um, of them finding Henry's body having been lynched and like for some reason Marie Laveau is also there as the mother like takes the body down um, and Marie just kind of looks like, well, I got to do something about this. And it's a, just a really weird way to frame this. Also, cutting from sepia to black and white, back to sepia after this is over. Um, because, again, it's not a flashback within a flashback. This is like a, a future. Like, it's going linear in time. It's very odd. <laughs> um And then the next scene is back to Sepia, still a flashback, um, just further in the future of that time. And Marie is doing a ritual where she summons a bunch of zombies and the zombies go and obliterate the racist guys. Um, I mean, GG, good for her. Um, This does nothing but tell us that she can do that. And she's, spoiler, She's gonna do it again in the episode. um but again, if you would have just like showed me that that was a thing she could do i would have I would have believed you um I have no reason not to believe you uh, and then the opening sequence plays um as far as I remember, we don't ever hear about Henry or his mother ever again um so i I'm not sure why we got a whole opening sequence about it. um then we cut to. The the coldest splash of cold water um, maybe anyone's ever received, which is a shot of Spalding, the butler that has no tongue, um, having a tea party with roughly 900 porcelain dolls. Now, I know what you're thinking. Hey, Liz, that sounds like a really specific uh, thing to have a character yeah. do yeah, yeah. Uh, he does that now
0: with no setup With <laughs> <clears throat> sorry my voice just went bad because I got frustrated again um, yeah so they just decide that like Spaulding is gonna go from being just the quiet uh, the quiet guy who watched some bad things happen and like got his tongue cut out for bad reasons they were like no 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 He's a weirdo now. (laughs) We're making him a weirdo now. Like, really hardcore. Really, like, from zero to a million. Like, this man has broken the sound barrier of weirdness in one
1: episode. And what is absolutely (laughs) wild is later we'll get flashbacks of, like, past Spaulding. Because, like, he's been around for a while. He's been around since Fiona was in the school as a student. Um, And, like, he's not weird then, He's, like, he's normal. Like, he's down bad, but he's, like, normal. And then, like, they just keep reiterating the doll thing to us. And it's like, all right, well, you didn't explain why he does the doll thing, though. <laughs> and then he does something. We'll get to it. He does something else during the episode where you're like, oh, he's just a little fella. And then he gets weirder. And you're like, okay, well, what is, who is Spalding? What's going on with Spalding? I'm all over the place with this little guy. Anyway, <laughs> um, Spalding's having a... Uh, tea party with roughly 900 porcelain dolls in i'm assuming his room um and then he's this is like a a retroactive shot because then like he hears a noise and he goes downstairs and it's the setup shot for um the last scene of the previous episode where he sees uh fiona kill madison um he should have just stayed at his tea party tbh uh would have been better off there probably um and then it picks up where the last episode left off, which is Spaulding rolling up Madison's body in a rug and pouring Fiona a drink. Um, they have a little, I would say a back and forth, but Spalding can't talk. It's mostly just Fiona talking, like, at him. It,
0: mm-hmm. And it's just Fiona being very rude to him. <laughs> like, yeah. It's just, like, more rudeness, which... Again, really doesn't work with the things they do later. <laughs> did,
2: did we talk about uh, Spalding, is played by Dennis O'Hare, who, from who is the uh, Larry from season? I think we did, yeah, right. Yeah, the funny like, little
1: guy from season yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. He's always just yeah. a weird, yeah. funny little guy.
2: I like him, but he doesn't get to do a whole lot this season Real, You know what I mean? It's like a lot of method acting. He doesn't get to say a whole lot or do much. In fact, he kind of just sort of sits there and nods and or just stares, you know? That kind of thing.
1: He doesn't really, in my opinion, get to shine until season five. And I think he does a pretty good job of who he plays <laughs> in season five. But in this one, he does kind of take a back seat. I don't even remember if he was in season two off the top of my head. Um, but yeah, he's he's... He's a character, uh, certainly, that's in the show this season. Um, And then as they're, like, having their... uh, Well, he's getting berated by Fiona for kind of no reason. Um, They hear a glass shatter, uh, and Fiona goes outside, and she tells, like, Spalding to get rid of the body or whatever. Yeah. and then Fiona finds Queenie on the floor of the greenhouse, bleeding from her stomach, um, which, you know... Mom- gourd. <laughs> yeah.
0: Literally gourd. Yeah. Like, the term gourd is what you use for, she has been run through by a bull's horns.
1: <laughs> which which we left hey, her trying to the fuck dangers the minotaur. Of a
0: minotaur. Yeah. yeah, like I it, you, you really you roll those dice. Yeah, you
1: roll the dice when yeah. you try to fuck a minotaur, truly. Um <laughs>
0: like, you just yeah, it, it's like, you know, vampire, you might get bit, zombie, you might get bit on the head, minotaur, you might get I don't know, your pelvis shattered or run through <laughs> with horns, one of
1: the two. <laughs> it, maybe both, cuz Queenie's not in like great shape when Fiona she's finds her. She's not doing
0: great. No, she she's kind of like Uh, a little out of it when they (laughs) arrive at the scene
1: and fiona's like holy shit what happened who did this to you and then queenie's like not who what and then like the minotaur appears behind fiona and i guess they want us to come up with in our mind what we think fiona did to the minotaur because later we'll find out that not only did fiona kill it she also fucking beheaded it um but we don't get to see that. It just cuts straight to Fiona waking Cordelia up inside like Queenie's fucking dying. You gotta do something about it. So like, what do you think? Uh, what do you think Fiona did to the <laughs> did to the Minotaur before she ripped its head off with her bare hands, I guess? What power does the uh, Supreme have that can do that?
0: The power of saving budget,
1: <laughs> for oh, the sure. <laughs> yeah. F- a fight scene with Jessica Lang would be probably a lot to deal with, I think. <laughs>
0: both logistically and also like emotionally for us the
1: viewers yeah um so Uh. just we don't get to see the fight between them just assume that the minotaur got killed by Fiona um and then she wakes up Cordelia and they are arguing over Queenie's body as she's actively bleeding out about how Fiona ruined Cordelia's chance of getting the fertility spell for Marie Laveau um and I do mean actively bleeding out. She dies, like Queenie dies during this scene, um, which uh, all Delia's is doing is like putting white lotion on her face. And like Ty said, she got gored by a Minotaur, um, not like in her face, like in her abdomen. So the lotion on the face is probably, I don't know, not not too effective. I'm not that kind. I'm not that into like. Uh, botany witch knowledge so i don't really know what the lotion is or what it was doing either way as a medical engineer
0: uh, yeah as a prior medical engineer i'll say um i can't think of many mechanisms through which you could apply something to the face to uh bring someone's organs back to life (laughs) yeah uh that yeah, that's not really like super
1: common, <laughs> generally speaking. Yeah, it uh, um, straight up doesn't work actually. Um, like completely yeah, and entirely, good. Queenie just dies. <laughs> just straight up dies. Um, luckily hey, the Supreme um, does necromancy. Cordelia's magic
0: sucks, right? Yeah. Can we just like take a sec. Cordelia's magic kind of sucks. She doesn't really get much done, does she? Like, I, I mean, it, we
1: don't even really I'm know what, to, what she if, does actually. Like, as far as what she is grows, your deal, She grows plants and maybe makes potions. <laughs> She's n-
0: yeah she's named like a flower lady and is a flower lady also her potions are whack i guess can't get (laughs) pregnant can't save a lady can't do nothing cordelia no wonder fiona's disappointed she's just like bad at playing
1: (laughs) yeah and um again doesn't work queenie just fucking dies but luckily the supreme is there uh and knows necromancy so she just undoes it and queenie isn't dead um it's a little weird think, right yeah. it feels like
2: there's not a lot of stakes here if death doesn't really count <laughs> you know but what do yeah, i know
1: i was thinking that um in the opening sequence like i was thinking that at the end of the the marie summoning the zombies is i'm like that sounds like the kind of power that's just gonna open a lot of plot holes and then never well, close any of them i think <laughs>
2: Right, because like with Kyle or zombies, there's like a downside to resurrection. But if it's just like now nah, you're back, you know, then it's like oh well, all right, you know, okay. Yeah, just so. like
1: oh, like the process of decomposition doesn't matter either. I guess just yeah, now you're done. It's just like um, what are those the machines that do like the electric paddles on the chest? It's just one of those. But like with witchcraft, I guess is like the, a the, yeah, like a yeah. um, right anyway Queenie's back uh she died for like a second and a half and she's back now um and then um Fiona just kind of cryptically mentions um that they can't take Queenie to the hospital to fix her because um the the council will show up and question them really um I guess I would say ironic but it's more so that it is a convenient time for her to mention this council who will show up for a different reason in about 20 minutes um they just wanted us to know there is a council. Again, that feels like the kind of thing that, like, if you had just had them show up for what they show up for later, I would have been like, oh, okay. That that makes sense, I guess, that there would be, like, a higher council that the witches have to answer to or whatever. Um, you didn't have to, like, tease it to me uh, that it was going to happen. I I would believe you. Um, and then Fiona is... Also, it, yeah.
0: having the Supreme not on the council just feels like immediately before they even introduced any of the council and who it was and how they acted, all I could think about is like, nah, you have the person who has all the powers on the on the board of directors. Like, they, they get a seat, and they do have to show up for meetings, which mm-hmm. ends up being a thing, but it's also like, no, but like, you, you wouldn't let it get this far. <laughs> you You really wouldn't let it get to the point where she just isn't showing up to fucking anything ever. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and like, they don't really do a great job of explaining like, and I, don't, I really don't remember whether they do later on or not, but, like, they don't do a great job of, like, explaining what the Supreme's job is, really, other than just, like, be the best witch there is. Um, <laughs> it's, like, it's kind of implied that, you like. Kinda, you,
2: sorry. Yeah, I thought that it implied that they kind of run things, but that doesn't seem to be what Fiona does at all. Right. Yeah,
1: and and like Ty said, like they're not in a position of power. There's like people they have to answer to. So like, yeah, yeah, they're not like the the queen witch. It's not like being like the queen bee. It almost is like if you're like the best witch, it's your job to like protect the other witches. I guess. Um,
0: is the council like NATO? Is that the problem? Does the council just have like no real influence? Is is that the issue? Because like the council, we learned one of their powers later is like can make people say the truth. And another one is like, can write books and <laughs> it's just right. like this one's the supreme witch though like she has all of that so why does she give a fuck what you think
1: <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> that really ends up being what they are is like one writes books one is like the truth witch or whatever and then one's just a fucking hater like that's all that the last one does is she's it's just a true. hater, yeah. Yeah. Riz-less
0: hater. Yeah, yeah the rizless hater of the group versus the extremely rizful, but in a weird kind of miss frizzle type beat <laughs> <And laughs> that <then>, like <laughs> is entirely just an ace attorney OC. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: So we'll get to them later because they they don't show up now. They just, like, get foreshadowed now, which, again, yeah. didn't need to foreshadow them. When they showed up, I would have been like, oh, okay, there's a council, whatever. Um, didn't need to, like, hold my hand for that. But Fiona's like, I'm going back to my room. And she goes back to her room, and she tells Delphine to get out of her closet because Delphine's hiding in her closet. Um, and Delphine's like that girl saved me and that's like this is where we get Delphine's like I'm not a racist old lady anymore arc um because now she realized that um Queenie is, like, a good person and um, that she shouldn't be racist anymore. Thanks, American Horror Story. Um,
2: <laughs> it's like, i a victim All of- she
0: needs is someone to die and then she can stop <laughs> being racist. It feels like maybe that's not, like, a good reason to root for a character and she should have just never been racist.
2: Yeah, or it's like, it's funny, because it's like, it's like oh, I'm a victim of my time. Yeah, but you're here. now. <laughs> you're still here. You can't even use that excuse, really, you know, but
0: whatever. Also, like, they fucked up the redemption. The good way to do this redemption would be like have queenie and her have some interact this would have taken more time in character building and writing so i understand why they didn't do it but like have them have interactions that then end with Her jumping in the way and getting, you know, gored instead of Queenie because then it's actually like a sacrifice on behalf of the shitty person as opposed to witnessing someone good doing a sacrifice and being like, yeah, all right, I'll stop being racist.
1: (laughs) It is really, and I mean this, this is going to sound like a bit, but it is truly the Kylo Ren villain redemption Method methodology of like, oh yeah, no, this person did like some genocides or whatever. Um, but they didn't, they didn't like, they didn't (laughs) know what they were doing, and now they don't want to do that anymore. And like, they they're nice now because they like a good person, so now they're they're good now. It's fine, don't worry about it.
2: (laughs) I I think I think you're right too. That's a Kylo Ren redemption arc. I said I totally fucking forgot how the whole thing went down in both cases, so I'm kind of relearning it too. It's great. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, and like... The other funny part about it funny not like funny haha but funny like way to go american horror story is like again <laughs> delphine is a real funny person like a piece of
0: meat going bad
1: yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> funny funny like milk
0: that's a little spoiled yeah, yeah.
1: It, like delphine is a real person who was a real awful awful racist woman who did do horrible things to her slaves like this is again so we a don't real need person. fan fiction
0: redemption yeah so basically yeah. Basically,
1: this is their fan fiction of like, well, if, what if Madame Delphine met a black person she liked? Like, no thanks, American Horror Story. <laughs> I don't actually need that fan <laughs> Thank you anyway. Uh, but yeah. What so... if Adolf
0: Hitler found a little baby duck and it just <laughs> changed everything? <laughs>
1: What if someone complimented Hitler's paintings? Maybe things would have been different. (laughs) Like, that is truly what they're working with here. Um, It
0: is. It sucks.
1: God. (laughs) Uh, And then...
0: Anyway, Fiona breathes on Queenie in a weird way. Queenie's good. Delphine's like, hey, by the way, that Minotaur was definitely fucking here to kill me. And Fiona's like, I know, bitch. Don't tell anyone else. (laughs) And just goes to bed. Like, not even kidding. That's like the interaction is just like, yeah, it was here for me. I know. Don't tell anyone. (laughs) And just hits a bed and lies down.
1: Yeah. So uh,
0: then we jump to Marie's (laughs) salon uh marie gets a a package delivered makes some weird offhand comment about like we're not supposed to have indian hair arriving until tomorrow or something like that and then they get a big box Marie's just like, yeah, just open it up in the middle of the room where all my clients are, please. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, a mysterious package from someone I don't know? Oh, just open that in the middle of everyone. Yeah, 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 that should be fine. Um, And then the lady who opens it is just kind of like, oh, my God. (laughs) Then Marie runs over and starts screaming like, Bastion, no, Bastion, to which I'm like, you sent him to go murder someone. You knew there was a chance he was going to get... Like, he's just a guy with a bull's head over his head. <laughs> if anything, he's less effective than a regular man at combat.
1: <laughs> also, like, how are you going to explain to the people that are in your salon, like, what it is that you're screaming about? Like, it's obviously not just, like, a regular cow. Like, it's got, like, a man's facial features. Like, yeah, this is... Uh, they sent me a fucked it- up cow head? Question mark?
2: And did you notice did it you blinks too? Yeah. Yeah, it's still animated. Yeah. Actually, I will so say, cool. I think that was a good touch, personally. But yeah, yeah, because you That's can't so explain that to your customers, right? Just like, what? What are you screaming about? Nothing. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, wrong. But yeah, so, delivery.
0: <laughs> so this this ends up being like one of my big issues with this episode is. They decide to have Marie Laveau and Fiona's thing, like, escalate at an unbelievable rate for no discernible reason. Because it literally just... Remember, this interaction started with Fiona went to her salon and was kind of a bitch. (laughs) Like, didn't do anything terrible, just said some shitty things, was kind of a wiener, and left. Alright, fine. Next interaction... Um, Cordelia comes in and asks and begs and pleads for help, is denied it because Fiona was earlier kind of a bitch. That's it. That's what's happened between them. Um, They, and I asked you about this earlier, Liz, and you said they, you think they meant for Marie Laveau to have somehow intuited that, uh what's her name was alive and revived well here's the the thing like
1: there is like there is like a very small hint of like it does make sense because the reason why fiona goes there in the first place is because she's like i heard you made delphine immortal i want you to do that to me so like fiona didn't outright say i have something that, or she didn't outright say what it was, but she said something to the effect of I have something you want, and yeah. Fiona was there under the pretext of, hey, I heard you made this old racist lady immortal as a punishment. Do you think you could do that for me? Um, so, so, I like, guess, yeah, a the plus idea plus B is you equals could put X, it
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, that just feels like, a, that feels like a hell of a logical leap to send a murder bull <laughs> <laughs> to somebody, you know? That's like a little bit of a jump, especially because like Clearly, the murder bull's targeting needs some work.
1: <laughs> like, yeah. like, let's be real. Or at least his Both focus. Did a dog
0: shit job. At
1: least his focus, because he got distracted by the opportunity to have sex in the greenhouse, like immediately, and by <laughs> someone who wasn't even like on his hit list. Like, in, and then he got folded by Fiona <clears> instantaneously. <throat> evidently, well, so that's it's what, just you a lose your,
2: lose. Take your eyes off the pro. You know what I mean? Like, he got distracted. Yeah. That's what happens. You know.
1: They said that in high school musical, you gotta keep your head in the game. And he didn't <laughs> keep his head in the game and now he's dead in a box. Mm-hmm. Um Anyway, are you ready for exactly one scene about Kyle that we'll never talk about Kyle, ever again? Kyle,
0: Kyle, Kyle, yes. Kyle,
1: Kyle, Kyle, <laughs>
0: yes. Kyle is having a normal one on the bathroom floor like I do every day and just banging his head against the fucking sink over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. That's it. He's literally just banging his head on the sinker. There's blood Everywhere, um, it looks relatively fresh blood too, and clearly not all his because he's not bleeding that much, which raises the questions of this is clearly fresh blood, (laughs) whose whose blood is this? Um, also, it did Zoe just, yeah, as you've noted, did Zoe just like put him in the bathroom and it's like, stay. (laughs) I <laughs> just hoped he wouldn't cause, yeah, because it's been
1: like at least a day since he killed his mom because <laughs> she found him at nights, and it's daytime now, so it's been at least at night to daytime. Uh, and Zoe's like, Hey bud, you're in the bathroom hitting your head on the sink. Don't do that. Um, or are you hungry? Or like they do have like a weird, a really fucking weird interaction where he she's like, No, don't hit your head on the sink and then like she starts crying and then he like pokes her eyeball because the tear <laughs> comes out. He's like, Kyle, not Kyle. And it's like, Okay, okay, whatever, man. Um <laughs> And then Zoe's like, are you hungry? Oh, I'm sure you're hungry. I'm like, if I had a zombie Build-A-Bear boyfriend, I would not ever, in a thousand million years, assume that, A, he ate, and, B, that he <laughs> ate people food. it's um, like, not say? even a little bit. You know, not could be,
2: like, just had snack, either, you know? It's like, are you hungry, boy? Come on. Like, you know, but whatever (laughs) she
1: acts like she should have she's like shit i should have known this hold on i'm gonna go make you food and then she goes to the kitchen to make some tuna in a bowl which can i just say even if he wasn't a zombie if you know nothing about a person and you're tasked with feeding them like a short notice tuna and mayonnaise wild thing to assume someone would eat like, that's a pretty, it's, not yeah. like a, it's not like a b it's not like a pb and j or like a turkey sandwich just some loose tuna in a bowl with a spoon not, insane thing to feed someone
2: not quick to make either you got to get the can opener like a, and then the can
0: you know? it's like a bachelor meal for sure yeah, yeah <laughs> that's like i need protein and i i don't i don't want to cook yeah, yeah that's not a that's not a happy meal. That's the opposite of a happy she's, meal. That's a sad she's meal. She's like, if nothing else, you're yeah. going to
2: keep the six-pack, even though you're dead. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> <So. laughs> yeah. <laughs> we gave you a six-pack now that you're a zombie you're, that we got to build.
2: You're staying keto no matter what, you know? Human flesh counts, too, so.
1: But you know what else is keto? Uh, Rat poison, which Zoe mm. does put in <laughs> the tuna. Um, is, I guess oh she's going to put him down like a dog and just feed him... Um. Rat poison?
2: She's hide, hide the pill in the minute. Yeah, yeah. Also,
1: very bold of Zoe to assume that rat poison kills zombies. I wouldn't assume rat poison kills zombies, but she seems to think that it will. Um, also, again, bold of her to assume that Kyle will eat human food. Um... But it doesn't matter because when she goes to go give it to him in the bathroom, he's gone and the front door is open. And oh, no, it's Halloween and he's a zombie. How is she going to find him? He's just going to blend in with every other person that's out there because everyone looks so scary.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, it's really dumb. They're they're like people in like Party City outfits. It It, it doesn't work. They're not... Mm-hmm. <sighs> so the thing is, Kyle being a zombie and out and about will make him very hard to find later. But right now, it is not a problem. So Zoe just looks like the stupidest motherfucker on the planet. Because <laughs> she literally like, runs out and is like, oh my god, how could I? Like she sees a little like child, like a seven-year-old in a Dracula outfit with a big top hat, and she's like, is that Kyle? <laughs> Oh my god!
1: <laughs> uh, and I made this joke. The literally like the the vibe they put on this scene is like the beginning of one of the Scream movies. I think it's Scream Two. Um, is a bunch of people in the movie dressed as Ghostface going to see a fictionalized version of the movie Scream called Stab in the movie, and so. There's a real Ghostface running about, which is inconvenient given that everyone is dressed as Ghostface and the real one starts killing people and nobody knows what's going on because everyone's dressed as Ghostface. That's the vibe they're going for here with the Kyle is amongst the people dressed as Halloween costumes, Um, except for, as Ty mentioned, most of them are children under the age of 10 wearing Party City costumes and Kyle is a six foot tall man. Um, who's just a guy truthfully just a guy in blood yeah
0: (laughs) head to toe in a bright yellow shirt covered in blood like he truly could not look any less like anyone else on the street (laughs) it's really egregious but the great Um,
1: news is it doesn't matter because we will never come back to this for the rest of the episode and zoe just fucking goes home evidently and does not follow up at all
0: (laughs) Yeah, Zoe's just like I'm gonna poison him and set things right, and then he's gone, and she's like, "Eh, fuck it,
1: That's not yeah. my problem anymore. He'll be fine. I'm sure it's fine. He'll he's gonna get the only other person who knows, The only
0: other person who knows this is my fault is Madison and Kyle's mom, and they're both fucking dead. So I'm out. See ya. I mean, there's also Misty,
1: Misty, but we're never gonna talk to her again because I think so- she's weird. Says Zoe. Zoe does yeah. have big,
2: like, well, I tried kind of energy going through the whole, like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is
1: it is truly incredible, especially in this specific circumstance. Um, then we cut back to um Fiona getting dressed for Halloween question mark. Um, it doesn't really explain why Fiona's like excited for Halloween, but she's like, "Yay, I love Halloween!" And then Delphine's like zipping up her. Dress because she's not wearing a costume, just her dress. She does put on a witch hat, for what it's worth. She puts on a witch hat. Um, and then Delphine's like, "Oh, Halloween! I'm gonna Halloween splain Halloween to you, cause I'm from two hundred years ago." Um, and then she says the title of the episode of "Um, Fearful Pranks" ensue. But like, she doesn't just say that like a standalone sentence. It's like a string of words that's in many other sentences yeah. she's saying about yeah. Halloween. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, she's just like, yeah, we have to make sure we leave things out to appease the demons and the ghosts and stuff or else fearful pranks will ensue. That's what Halloween <laughs> is. So we like really got to make sure we get that stuff down. And it's just like a thing she says in passing. <laughs> like, yeah, but passing um, pretzel. My- yeah. <laughs> Yeah, much like me uh, naming a podcast episode 10 minutes before <laughs> I upload them. I'm sorry. They, they clearly just like skipped to a random part, heard some words that were distinctive, and then we're like, fuck it. And <laughs> put that as the title. I don't know anyone else who has done that. But if he had, he would feel bad about it right this second. Me
2: neither. But also, you know what? He he didn't get paid by FX or whatever, like hundreds of thousands of
0: dollars. Yeah, that's true. You know, that's a good point.
2: <laughs> he didn't I have a stamp.
1: Yeah, you know. What's extra wild is, is like when we said "Coven, fearful pranks ensue." That's not us saying like, "Oh, it's an episode of Coven." Like, no, that's part of the title of the episode. It's oh, I missed coven, that. Semicolon, fearful pranks ensue, which means that not only is it like the seasons called Coven, but this is Coven, Coven. Fearful pranks ensue, which, yes. why? It almost seems like it was supposed to be like Halloween, colon. Fear, fearful pranks ensue or whatever. But they were like, uh, 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 c- c- coven. We don't want them to know it's a Halloween episode, even though we have one every, ep- every season. Um, <laughs> and so <laughs> instead it's just coven squared. Fearful pranks ensue for some asinine reason. Um, but yeah, also in case you're wondering... No, there won't be any fearful pranks for the well, rest of the episode. Well, debatable. One. debatable. There's one. I can
2: think of one. Maybe One's two, a pretty yeah. fearful prank that
1: does happen. It
0: depends on. Yeah, it depends on what your limit is for prank. Because I will say, I don't think Ashton Kutcher would do this. Um I did, but I it
1: would be a different
2: show. I could see it like would. some content creator getting on the news for maybe like a prank like you know what I mean? One of those like <laughs> I can't believe you're fuck- raising the dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mr. Beast, are you fucking kidding? You know, like come on.
0: <laughs> yeah, and then it turns out he didn't actually raise anyone from the dead and it was all like changed in post, so some <laughs> random douchebag ends up winning. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the whole good ball was Right. Mm. <laughs>
1: So anyway, um, now that that's been established and nothing has moved the plot forward at all, um, we're back at Marie's shop, current day, and she is immediately setting up a ritual to get back at the witches, I guess for killing Bastion, which, as Ty said, like- You sent Bastion to kill? Like, what did you think they were going to do? Like, politely tell him, like, get out of here, man. (laughs) They didn't, like, come to your house and murder your Minotaur. Like, you sent the Minotaur to kill someone that is directly- under the care of someone you know is the supreme of that faction of magic like I don't know what you expected but she's like this is the end of our treaty like and then we get a flashback where we see Marie Laveau signing a treaty with the previous supreme Um, and she's like the truce is over I'm like I think the truce was over when you sent a minotaur to their house to kill someone in their house like granted it's not a lady that's like one of them but like well clearly some of them got hurt so that was something that you knew could happen because your minotaur's not very good at this
0: this just really feels like they wanted to have these two in conflict but also have like some level of mutual understanding between them except it really doesn't It just reads like they were just like, fuck it, I'm going to war. Like, over nothing. It feels so wild and so unearned. Like, it feels like Marie Laveau is perhaps wildly unstable as a person if, like, that was enough to be like, I'm sending the murder bull. They killed the murder bull so it wouldn't murder them. I'm busting out the ritual.
1: (laughs) It's too late. Like, (laughs) And the the more I, like, resonate with how this plot is formed, because this will be, like, one of the like main like foundational plots of the rest of the season. Um without going into detail and giving any spoilers, I'll let you know they love this so much that they use this exact cast of characters um and I don't mean like the the actors, I mean like the characters um in a later season with this exact plot with a different faction of people that is equally as unlikely to want to have a war with them but they do anyway they love this they think it's great they think this is a really good plot um and that it didn't need any more like supporting information that this this is just the kind of conflict people want to see so they're just going to do it again um we'll get there eventually season eight we'll get there eventually that's the tagline for season eight um, mm. Are you guys ready for a subplot that is so out of left field that it might leave you wondering <laughs> if we're actually no, talking about the no, same wait, show?
2: No, I'm not. Wait. Okay, now I am. Yes.
1: I, I. So the thing
0: is, this was so wild that I didn't recognize who this character was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So I was just kind of like, nice. This guy slept with a super hot woman. Good for him. What does this have to do with the story? And then it's like, oh. This is uh, Hank! Right? Hank! This guy has a name! (laughs) Hank! You you know, I know him. You
2: remember (laughs) Hank, don't you? He was in like two scenes, maybe? Yeah, viewers, do you remember Hank? Cordelia's (laughs) husband. Yeah.
0: Hank. Oh, my God. Yeah, I think I looked away for the part where Cordelia is talking to him or something. Like, I might have just zoned out. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I do not remember any introduction. I'm just like, who is this fucking guy? That's Hank, <laughs> Hank Fox with two X's, thank you very much. Yeah. And,
2: and, he's, and he's with, and guess who he's with? He's with Kaylee. Not Kaylee from season one, who Ben Harmon was with, but Kaylee, who's a new character played by young Moira from season one.
1: Oh, okay, that, that is confusing? who that is. I yeah, is. I wasn't yeah, I was sure there. if that's who it was, but I the she, red hair made yeah me think I that's like, who it
2: was. I was like squinting, and then I had to look it up. Yeah, so
1: yeah, so um, Hank, who we all know and love um, as an established character of this season, um, lies to Cordelia and says he's on a work trip, but really he's bringing this girl named Kaylee to his hotel room. I think, um. And then they have sex, and he does a wild move where he just kind of shakes his head like a dog trying to get water off of its head um, and goes like, Burr. and then um, then the sex is over. And she's like, oh, <laughs> oh that was something. <laughs> um, and then he smokes a cigarette in bed, and then she starts talking about how she likes Halloween because she gets to dress up. And then he's like, you want to know what I was for Halloween last year? And she's like, what were you for Halloween last year? And he goes, a monster. And it's like really sinister. And it's like, what the fuck is going on? It would
0: immediately, for me, be like, what What do you mean? <laughs> That's really like, I don't, there's no normal human interaction where someone goes, I was a monster. And you don't either, like, leave the room because you have gotten the vibe that I'm about to be assassinated like Hitman, or you just go, oh, what monster? Because, like, monsters are pretty broad. Field, yeah? There's, like, a lot of monsters that you could be. <laughs> Were you Mothman? <laughs> Turns out he was not Mothman. He was John Wick.
1: Yeah. When I tell you how this scene will like fully come to fruition in a couple of minutes, you aren't going to believe me. But it it will. I promise. Um, the details will astound you. By the way. Uh, anyway, back at the school, Queenie wakes up from being dead, and Delphine's like, "Oh, you're awake. I don't hate black people now." And Queenie's like that's really fucking weird. You still, I I still don't like you. You're going to have to still be a better person. And Delphine's like, that's fair. And then, um, Cordelia comes to deal with Queenie's injuries and Nan just randomly comes in the room and is like, they're here. Um, ominously again, uh, all of this foreshadowing when instead you could have just had one of the characters come downstairs and these people be downstairs. Um, So Delia goes downstairs uh, to see what the fuck Nan's talking about and the council's down there and we get to meet the council. It's Myrtle Snow. All of these sound like we just put um, like a Harry Potter OC name generator from 2003 or whatever uh, through the ringer for all these names. Myrtle Snow, who's played by Francis Conroy, a.k.a. Moira and the Angel of Death uh, in the last season. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. You know, lovable character, the Angel of Death. Uh, And then we have (laughs) Quentin, just Quentin, no last name, who is played by Leslie Jordan, a.k.a. Cricket from Roanoke.
0: I fucking love when you have a single character with no last name. It's like it's my favorite move because it's the <laughs> most anime shit, but it absolutely hits. I'm a sucker for it. I'm a sucker for, yeah, this is Myrtle Snow. This is Cecily Pembroke. This is, uh, or more, uh, Quantum Bottoms. And this is, uh, John. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. Tell me more about John. <laughs>
1: and Quentin is just like a little tiny man who's just really gay and I guess does magic and writes books, maybe? I'm not even sure. Because what's really confusing is, and again, I'm not going to go into spoilers we know there's not male witches like they establish that in another season that there's not male witches um so the only thing that i can possibly Is think Quentin here
3: trans?
1: no i think they're trying to say that because he's <laughs> he's gay because they establish immediately that he's gay um mm. yeah that because he's gay he gets to be a witch question mark um huh. I don't know, this is (laughs) how, this is a wild take on magic and gender.
2: Season, I think, like, a later season's like, well, there's also
1: warlocks, kind of,
2: you know, but that's, like, kind of thrown in, I feel like, later and not yet part of the canon, so who the hell knows what they're doing.
1: Yeah, it's really, really weird. And also, like, when we get a flashback to the school, like, later in this episode, there's not, like, male students Um, I don't know. It's just really, really weird. Anyway, Quentin's a delightful little man. Um, Mm -hmm. and then there's Cecily Pembroke, uh, played by Robin Bartlett, who is the serial hater. Also, she's wearing a scarf made of her own hair. I don't know if anyone else noticed that. It's a weird character trait to give this woman. Um, that's about all that she is, is a hater who wears a scarf of her own hair. Um... Cordelia-
2: Oh my god, this is so bad.
1: (laughs) The women in this house need to learn how to handle being interrogated by literally anybody. Because Cordelia immediately is like, let me tell you all of the things I've done wrong. Um, Before you even ask, here's a list of all the things I've done wrong. Don't worry, Queenie is fine. And they're like, who the fuck is Queenie? What are you talking about? And she's like, ah, shit. Um, (sighs) Well, uh- yeah, don't worry. Um, I only went to see Marie Laveau one time. And they're like, what? You went to see Marie Laveau? And she's like, oh, shit, that's not why you're here either. Oh, oh, oh.
2: And then she, like, pulls her collar and starts sweating like a cartoon. It's really bad. No. They literally
0: have her, like, turn to the camera and go, shit. <laughs> <laughs> so it is, like, honest to God. Like, her pulling on her collar and being like, yeah. And then I the second one.
2: And finally Fiona comes out and's like, all right, Delia, zip it. Like, that's enough out of you, miss. But.
1: <laughs> you know what? They have a good point that maybe Cordelia shouldn't be running the school. If this is what's uh, if she if her job is to make sure people don't find out about witches. Um, so yeah, Fiona comes in and it like just starts flexing on the council. It is like, hey Myrtle, I see you uh, learned how to dress yourself because like I don't know how to describe to you what Myrtle Snow looks like. Um, I think I think Ty described her as a Harry Potter slash Ace Attorney character. Um, yeah. as an OC yeah that, that like that think that but like bright red hair and like a lot of it like a lot of red hair there's a lot of red in general with like kind of stylized like old timey horn rim glasses um, she's a lot uh, I don't really know how to describe it you can google her I guess um, and then she just like Fiona is like I love you Quentin you're my best friend you never answer my calls and they have like a little back and forth and then and then she's like and Sicily and then that's <laughs> all she says to Sicily um <laughs> <laughs>
0: It is, it is a great way to introduce a hater that you have to deal with in mm-hmm. your day-to-day. Because we've all had that person. If you've ever worked in an office, yep. you've had at least one person that you're like, Hey,
1: Beef, what's good? Oh, hey, how's it going, Mary? Yeah. Hey, how's it going? Uh,
0: Brett? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Just
3: kinda,
0: uh, Brett? <laughs>
1: oh. Yeah, like, oh, and you're here, I guess. Um, <laughs> and then... The council's like, yeah, we're not here for, like, any of the reasons you just said. Um, We're here because Nam called us. Um, (laughs) She says she can't hear Madison anymore and that Madison's probably dead. And at that point, I'm like, yeah, Fiona didn't really think about that, did she? That, like, there's a a telepath in the house that could probably tell if someone was dead. Also, that the council probably could tell that someone was dead. Um, I guess maybe they don't keep as much track of students life forces because we find out later that they come for another reason they're like oh we feel that someone's dead but i guess maybe they don't track like the girls life forces uh anyway mm-hmm. nan called them um fiona forgot to like mind wipe her or whatever uh and nan's like yeah i called them because madison's probably dead um outside for no- apropos of nothing we get a three second shot <laughs> of my best friend Spaulding hugging a scarecrow in the front yard. Yeah,
0: they did. this is part of the, um, we've decided to make Spaulding extremely weird because we're going to have him do some shit that makes no goddamn sense. So for this entire episode to try and cover that, we're just going to have him be really fucking weird. So yeah, he's just setting up a scarecrow in the middle, like out front, and he just like leans over and gives it a big hug. He's like, I love my work.
1: (laughs) And, like, this scene doesn't, like, paint him as creepy. He's just, like, a silly little guy hugging a scarecrow. That's, like, something
0: I would do. Yeah, 100%. That's, like, I would set up a scarecrow and then just be like, all right, thanks for your work. Be a big lug and then give it a hug. Like, 100%. Yeah. And then if
1: you're wondering if that is anything, no. It's just a three-second scene of Spalding hugging a scarecrow that will never get brought up again. Yeah. Inside the council is questioning everybody about Madison like their whereabouts or whatever. Zoe is part of this questioning, so I guess she doesn't give a shit about Kyle. Didn't bother <laughs> looking for him or anything. It's just like, "I'm sure it's fine. I'm going home." Um that there's just a lot of interrogation. It's a lot. It's very boring, IMO. Um now it's time to um, come to the culmination of the Hank scene. Um And boy, howdy, it doesn't go the way any of you think it's about to, I promise. Um, So Hank comes into the kitchenette of the (laughs) hotel room, and his mistress is, um, who I don't think knows she's a mistress, um, is cooking soup, and then they have, like, a long discussion about (laughs) vending machines (laughs) and soup. They have, oh, it's so good, it's so good. This is why when
0: they were, like, When they were leading up, I'm like, oh, he's just, like, having kind of a nice, like, side relationship. Like, I guess it's just, like, he's getting frustrated and, you know, worked up with Cordelia and, like, it sucks and he shouldn't do it. But, like, at least there's, you know, some motivations. And this girl's very attractive. She clearly, you know, gives a shit. She's trying. She's bringing up soup from the vending machine and, like, burritos and being like, check this out. And, like, having a fun, nice conversation. It's very cute. Well, anyway, time to do a murder... (laughs) Before <laughs> that, she gives like a
1: backstory of how they met on a Thomas Kincaid tanking forum. I am not making a this Thomas.
0: up. They yep. met on oh, a damn.
1: Thomas Kincaid painting forum.
0: Well, then, this is one of the hottest women I've ever seen in my life, and you're telling me I should have been on them fucking lighthouse painting forums? I fucked up. But then <laughs> I'm on Bumble like an idiot. But then, like, <laughs> and then it turns out he's like Consum
2: agent forty-seven, and pulls out a fucking <laughs> silenced pistol and then just takes her out. Like, fucking like, what?
1: Like, what I happened here? I cannot overstate how they are just having a conversation about Thomas Kincaid paintings and and then he like starts kissing her neck and she's like oh i really like you and then he pulls out a silent <laughs> pistol <laughs> and takes her out like fucking John
0: Wick You would assume That like he would do this After the I was a monster Line right yeah. like that's the Tell like you I I was a monster And then you shoot her in the head and then we All go oh he's a monster but instead He's like I'm a monster do you get it And she goes nope and he goes alright see you In ten minutes I yeah. really like okay, you well assume. I'm Afraid of commitment
1: <laughs> Like here you <know>. go <laughs> I, like, I can't overstate. It's not like a, oh, this dude's a serial killer vibe. It's a, oh, this dude's John Wick, and she must have killed his dog. Like, the way he takes her out is assassination. He assassinates this it's woman. Not- it's not
0: joyful is the thing like they're insinuating that like he's a serial killer for pleasure I guess but like he doesn't seem to it like he seems sad about it <laughs> he's like oh another and hit done
1: another hit done <laughs> this lady seemed quite nice yeah <laughs> he's like oh it's all part of the job <laughs> and then just puts away his silence pistol that's the end of that for this episode back at the school Fiona's still being questioned by right, the council under
0: over under on whether or not she lives. Cause they, we officially have hit the point of death is meaningless and we need to start taking, well, I guess you've already seen it. I have, not I think this character, uh, Kaylee?
1: this one stays dead. Kaylee?
0: <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I think Kaylee's done. I think Kaylee's cooked, but yeah. there is a non-zero chance. Like we've, we've hit the point of the dragon balls are in, so everyone can just come back to life whenever. Right. Uh, they just haven't really given us anything for Kaylee. And like, if they were to bring back a character whose core conceit was was murdered by a guy she met on a Thomas Kincaid forum, I just don't think that's, like, a really strong start for me.
1: <laughs> and she's never seen a vending machine that has sushi in it. That's the I other part of the conversation. Never seen a vending machine.
0: Yeah. She had yeah, so much that's... to live
2: for. <laughs>
1: <Did> Alas. She- <laughs> Alas. <laughs> well, we oh, got, we
2: got one thing right there. Never saw the sushi vending machine a life tragically cut short. That's why her ghost be. There, so,
0: there was still time. There was still time. Never mind. I hope she makes it. Somebody necromance this little lady. Uh, She's got to
2: see the her, sushi machine. Her ghost is tied I, to New Orleans, I'm afraid.
1: I mean, I've never <laughs> seen a vending oh. machine with sushi in it, so I would like to also see that before I die. I'm putting that on my bucket list. Um, hopefully I don't get taken out by a guy from the Thomas Kincaid forum that I'm on every night um, you who know, has an I'm assassin I, pistol. Liz, you got to get off that forum. <laughs> (laughs) I know, I'm just always on there posting. At all hours of the night, I'm on there Kincaid posting.
0: Um, Look, it's just, uh, after 30 pages of discussion, we need to stop fighting over whether or not the dog in front of the lighthouse is libertarian. It just doesn't matter.
1: (laughs) That sounds like someone who thinks that it is would say. Anyway. Oh my God. (laughs) Anyway, back at the school, Fiona's like, leave my school in bring a warrant next time. She doesn't say that, but that's basically what she says. Um, She's like, you guys are mad at me for not being here for my school, but honestly, I'm a dog shit Supreme. They were probably better off when I wasn't here. Um, And then we get a flashback where Fiona frames the voodoo witches for killing the Supreme back in 1971 instead of her. Um, You'd think that would be more of an issue uh, if the witches thought that you know, if the council thought that the voodoo witches killed the old Supreme. Also
0: the, also, the framing is stupid and nonsense and doesn't make sense because it's literally, okay, this Supreme has finally managed to get the first like non-aggression pact between the witches and the voodoo practitioners in hundreds of years, presumably. Um, so at the very least, terms are good right even if they're tense there's a positive relation between the two of them that is being celebrated by both factions for the first time in ages um and then fiona's like i guess the voodoo witches must have done it and they were like yeah okay (laughs) which is just (laughs) it's so clear like this show forgets its own context so frequently but this one was like particularly like everyone just going "Mm, okay and just letting it slide was insane (laughs)
1: Yeah, and at this point, they're like, oh, by the way, Fiona, in case you didn't know, you're going to be the next Supreme. And she's like, what? Um, And pretends to be shocked. And they're like, we got to give you the test of seven wonders, which will be a big issue for the rest of the season. So be prepared to hear that for quite a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the flashback uh, shows like Myrtle being a serial hater back in the 70s um she is the truth witch she's the narc witch essentially which is like the nerdiest lamest witch you could decide to be but she hates fiona and she's like i'm the truth witch and i'm gonna do a truth spell because that's what i do i like truth stuff and i'm like i don't think that's even a witch power but whatever um and we see like spalding kind of like fawning over fiona which has um no lead up until just now uh, and will only have payoff randomly in about five minutes um, but
0: Liz, you say, um, do, what about his porcelain dolls? Does this tie to Fiona in <laughs> any way? To which I would say, not even a little, not even the slightest. No, it doesn't. They just decided he needed to be
1: weird. Yeah, they needed, a, and he'll the the weird will escalate from like a five to like a thirteen by the time <laughs> this episode's over. Don't worry. Yeah um like we we went from like a five to like a six with the scarecrow but again it was kind of endearing so it wasn't like a threatening six it was just like oh okay there's another one that's a little little weird he's a little weird little weird guy um then it's gonna we're gonna rip the knob off straight to 13 in the last scene of this episode um anyway and then the council's like we gotta give fiona the seven wonders test or whatever and then we cut to myrtle in the bathroom casting a truth spell or something I guess Um, Mm -hmm. and then at dinner she's like confiding because she's a narc to some random girl who doesn't even get a name in the credits about how she cursed Spaulding to only be able to tell the truth because he's gonna get questioned about what happened to the previous um, Supreme the next day and I'm like a how do you know that information and b. Why would they wait till the next day to ask Spaulding about it when clearly they were questioning people and now they've moved on to doing the seven wonders tests? Anyway, it doesn't matter. And also, how does Myrtle seem so convinced that Spaulding specifically knows who did it? I guess how- the implication yeah, is that, like, they know had- that he's into her or something.
0: That's what they were saying is like, yeah, he just follows her around all the time. And if she was involved, he would know or something like that.
1: Yeah. And again, very little payoff to this. Um, And it's just very weird. I feel like they could have done something meaningful with these characters, but they they do it real weird because it's like they forgot to do it. Um, And also, they make Spalding very odd by the end of this episode. Um, But yeah, and then because Myrtle just deadass says this in front of Spalding, Spalding hears it. Keep that in mind for about 30 seconds from now. Um, Back in the future, Fiona is like, LaMau, prove it. You can't prove that I did anything just because two Supremes are two, because two Supreme, a Supreme that is, and a Supreme that was going to be, died in my presence doesn't mean that i did it next time bring a warrant bye uh and then myrtle's like no no this time we're gonna ask spaulding to testify against you and then she's like spaulding i want you to write the name of the witch who cut out your tongue on this piece of paper and i'm like why didn't they do this in 1971 why did they not have him do it in 1971 (laughs)
0: Well, the good news is, at the very yeah. least, Liz, Also, we can inflict like, him to tell the oh, truth okay. via our truth magic, so we won't have a chance of him, for example, writing down something that's nonsense.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah. What were you saying, Beef?
2: But you know... I was saying, like, you know, Death Note even covers stuff like this, where it's like, ah, oh, your tongue cut out, I guess the truth spell won't work, and it's like, so you can't write it, because I know that comes up, but it's like, mm-hmm. like it's, it's such an oddly specific way out of it, where it's like, alright, well, that's it then, like, is that, is that really how magic works, like a legal thing, where it's just like, well, we're screwed now, like, there's no intention. Yeah, like nothing. a loophole. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, or just something soft
1: there, you know? It's very, very
2: literal.
0: It also kills me that Fiona, like, multiple times is like, I'm innocent until proven guilty. I'm like, that's... Modern law—that's not, yeah. law. that's that's not, not all. That's not. In fact, historically, many systems were guilty until proven innocent. It was worse. We switched away from those for good reasons. But like, I have a feeling a witch coven that has like someone with superpowers probably wouldn't. They nope. probably would still have a very draconian form of inflicting their justice. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, that's that's
1: something we forgot to mention too. Because this is this will be relevant later, um, and I just forgot to make a note about it. Is Myrtle mentions that to uh I think it's Delia when Delia's first being interrogated she's like you know that the crime for a witch killing another witch or anybody bringing harm to a witch that's a descendant of Salem is to be burned alive um this is something that Myrtle will bring up many times uh because she really wants to burn Fiona alive that's like her end game she really wants to burn Fiona alive anyway um so they do what could have been, if this wasn't such a bullshit nothing flashback to flash forward sequence, what could have been like a clever gotcha of when Spalding writes the name, because she goes, I want you to write the name of the witch that got that cut out your tongue. Um, and Spalding writes Myrtle Snow and hands it to her. And that's like kind of clever because then it cuts back to the flashback and like we see him clearly hearing I didn't
0: even catch that Yeah, like for the record he
1: clearly hears Myrtle like say oh I cursed his tongue and he's gonna definitely tell the truth and then it shows us it reveals that he's the one who cut out his own tongue and before he does that he professes his love to Fiona and he's like I would do anything for you this is the last words I'll ever say and then he cuts his own tongue out in front of Fiona so like it could be clever of like he's not technically lying she is the reason Myrtle is the reason he cut his tongue out um but they did such a slapdash job of throwing this thing, of cobbling this backstory yeah. together that it's uh, kind of nothing. Also,
0: for what it's worth, I thought he had just written down himself or something cuz I didn't even catch what they had written on the paper cuz they like zoop past it so fast and they have him like cover his answer he's writing down with his hand while he's writing it like he doesn't want anyone cheating on his test. <laughs> yeah, he does do
1: that, which is pretty funny. <laughs>
0: yeah Um. and yeah just like this big reveal and yeah it just like doesn't hit super good because it's like oh okay Spaulding was weird I guess like yeah. The thing is, it would make sense if they were like revealing like, oh, this part of Spaulding's character of, oh, he's always been in love with her and this in the background. And you can do that kind of twist if the character's already established. The problem is Spaulding was nothing. <laughs> so you've just <laughs> that, gone yeah. from no. nothing yeah. that I didn't care about to weird nothing you, that I also do about. You don't hit the nail about. on the head
1: of like, if this had been a reveal in like one of the first episodes, like when we first learned that like... Fiona had killed the previous Supreme and like that's when we found out that oh Spalding's always been in love with her that's why he like doesn't do something about it then it'd be like oh okay that's a character trait that starts building the foundation of a character I can understand but they Mm -hmm. decided to drop it in the middle of an episode where they're like by the way he has 900 porcelain dolls which he loves to have tea parties with and he loves hugging scarecrows um which are wildly unrelated to each other because he's not, like, a weirdo when he's like, Fiona, I love you. Like, it's like he's like a normal guy who's like, Fiona, I've been in love with you for years. Like, I love you, and to keep you safe, I'm cutting my tongue out. Like... That's a different guy than porcelain doll guy. Or and there's no way to rectify it.
2: <laughs> the only way you could is if he said, Fiona, I've always loved you, but I know I'm a creepy doll guy and it can never be.
0: So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm a creepy doll guy. Or like if maybe like Myrtle was like, yeah, Spalding, the creepy doll guy who likes or, Fiona or something.
0: Or, or Fiona,
2: I've always loved you. And she goes, but you're bagging the scarecrow. He's like, yep. And they cut the dog off.
1: <laughs> and then that's the you last thing he ever I'm says I'm sorry
0: you can't You can't make me quit the scussy cowboy I'm
1: not <laughs> I love I'm you, not but dipping not that on that part. It's
0: true <laughs> I love you but not enough to leave this (laughs) screen. exactly.
3: (laughs) And of course. So yeah,
0: they they do this whole thing Um, Myrtle pops off and is super mad, starts screaming like I got away, or you know, she she keeps getting away with it, she can't keep getting away with it, which like, if everybody collectively agrees she's getting away with it this is one of those times of like innocent until proven guilty is like a good standard to uphold, but in certain cases such as witch magic, perhaps it's time to lower the bar, <laughs> well, you
1: know. Yeah, it's one of those uh. things where like you and I I think we're joking about the next scene and um the quote unquote game that they play. Um but like <laughs> OJ Simpson I think is a great example of like just because legally something happened doesn't mean that the public doesn't all agree that something else happened actually. Um, Mm. and that's kind of what's happening here is like everyone kind of like knows, but for some reason there's either like a legal loophole or like a witch legality or something. And just nobody does anything about Fiona doing murders. But for some reason, Cordelia, who up until just now has hated her mother and has every reason to want her mother to fail, um, is like my mom didn't kill madison because madison had a heart murmur and everyone's like what the fuck does that have to do with literally anything and she's like supremes are in perfect physical condition glowing health yeah glowing health and madison had a heart murmur and i'm like i don't think that's what that means um yeah
0: she's like she would have been perfectly healthy and she had a heart murmur that she was monitoring secretly away from everyone else and it literally shows like madison sitting on a bed pathetically with like a huge blood pressure with the door open like yeah it, it, no, the, my greatest it's so shame. dumb like
1: my greatest shame is my heart f- murmur <laughs>
0: It's so funny because like if they had had Any indication of this That was like you know a little More subtle like she just like had a weird Moment or something but no they just like They're like yeah I know because she sits in her Bed alone with the door open Taking her blood pressure and listening (laughs) to her Heart like it's the most Like Uh, But how did you know she was secretly a cowgirl? And then it cuts to a flashback and she's just got a giant cowboy hat that she's never worn in any other scene up to this point.
1: Oh my God. That actually, I think would have been a funny, she couldn't be the Supreme. She's secretly a cowgirl. Um... And And we all know the
0: Supreme can't be a cowgirl. And then it just cuts back to her with a giant cowboy hat, sadly going, (laughs) (laughs) yeehaw.
1: One tear slowly rolling down her cheek because she knows she'll (laughs) never be the Supreme. Um, So that's the end of that. They're like, oh, well, you got us there. She had a heart murmur. So um, probably Fiona didn't kill her. You got got us, Ace Attorney. Um, And then back at Marie's salon, she's doing another ritual. Um, And then she just summons the zombies the same way she did at the beginning of the episode, Um, which again... They could have just had her do the zombie thing now and i would have been like all right she can summon zombies that's something i huge believe she can do. yeah
0: huge, huge escalation by the way just going from um uh, uh, sending a bull man getting your bull man killed and going all right army time it is
1: <laughs> it's like
0: a uh, pretty pretty big jump but uh eh, fuck it why not
1: i mean honestly <laughs> with the with the like steps that are skipped it almost makes more sense that they wouldn't even do the bull man part that she would have just been like zombies I'm sending zombies. I can do zombies. I'm sending zombies. Also, for what it's worth, zombies are less risk, higher reward, less risk, because you sent your own personal like husband, who's a bull man, to mm-hmm. go into harm's way, and he got killed. You should have just sent the zombies. Those are just guys you don't give a shit about. Uh, she didn't think about it. Now she's doing zombies. Um, Delphine's yelling at trick-or-treaters and giving them candy. Um, Nan is making a memorial for Madison. Zoe's like, Madison's not dead, for some fucking reason. zoe just be saying some shit sometimes. Yeah, Um, Zoe
2: sucks so bad, and they introduced her as, like, the fish-out-of-water character that I'm supposed to connect with, because she's new to the school and everything. But, like, she's not learning. She's not being set up for the next Supreme or anything. She just sucks. She's wrong about everything. (laughs) Yeah, go ahead.
1: Zoe has very much so, like, wet cat energy, but, like, not in an endearing way. Like an, oh, no. The wet cat here. Like, I'm just kind of like, Zoe, get out of here. Like, you're not helping me. Yeah, like, Zoe, why are you here? Your power is you kill people with your killer vagina or whatever. Like, why are you even here?
0: Her decision-making is bad. And then when she does finally make a decision... Her decision-making is bad in two ways. Either she makes the wrong decision quickly, or she takes so long to get to the right decision that the zombie that was sitting on the floor hitting its head against the sink for six hours has decided... This is enough, and has left.
2: <laughs> it's like, yeah, like I'm supposed to like root for. I hope, I hope Kyle gets enough wherewithal that they can have a love story. Like nobody's thinking that. Like it's, it's gone. Like enough, Zoe. Anyway, yeah. Like what
1: is the, what is the end game for this that they want us to want? Because at, at this point, she's gonna have to put it, or she's acting like she's gonna put him down like a dog who's <sighs> sick. Like, and I don't think anybody wanted that. Not to mention, she's barely connected to this character in the first place. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, Spaulding is hanging out with some dolls again. He dresses himself up like a little baby doll, which is um, the natural progression of cutting, your, yeah, of cutting your tongue out, I guess. <laughs> um, and now to slam the dial uh, to the full thirteen of as if dressing up like a little baby doll was that's like ten. I
0: hate. I hate that I called this, by the way. When I was watching this, the second they started having a creepy Spalding scene with him dressing up, I'm like, oh, me's going to have Madison's corpse for sure. Like, it was just immediately like, oh, man, they're going all in on making him weird. Cause, hey, bad news, everybody. They pan over. And yeah, that Madison's body's just like in a chair, kind of slumped over, dressed a little bit up like a doll. And it's like, oh, great. I guess that's why he's not willing to tell on fiona really but is it because he's in love with her or because she's providing corpses are there
1: other corpses so, <laughs> like okay. what's going on so here? this is like a paper thin paper thin reasoning but i think what they were trying yeah. to show us with the scarecrow thing is like He's so starved for like human companionship and like human connection that like and he's like spat on by the girls and like even back in the past like everybody thought he was kind of weird. So like he surrounds himself with dolls and like makeshift people like the Scarecrow and he just craves human interaction that isn't Fiona being mean to him. And he's like, oh, boy, now I have a big doll that's a person that I can hang out with. I think that's what they're going for, for what it's worth. Um, <laughs> it's just a wild thing to drop out of left yeah. field about a character.
0: I mean, the thing is, too, is, like, I feel like at this point, if over the last, you know, four episodes, we took out Spaulding entirely, it would change nothing (laughs) like Spalding was so nothing. And then they spent so much time making him just more like weird. Nothing. This to me reads like, again, they had a moment of like, Oh shit. We're a horror show. Fuck. We totally forgot. (laughs) Um, There was a what if there was a spooky doll guy? <laughs> like, what about is that any is that horror? Are you scared? But, like, that's, what if um that's the
1: other thing that's so confusing about him is like they don't do a good job of making him seem sinister? He just seems like a weird yeah. little guy. Like he just seems like a weird little cringe fail guy who doesn't have a tongue and like okay, hangs out wh- with dolls. What if
0: What if uh Cordelia's husband, Hank, was um uh sexual agent forty seven of the Thomas King came <laughs> for forums. That
1: That's pretty horror, let me tell you. That's pretty scary. What it's if pretty good. Me hear me out? What if a guy that Zoe met for fifteen minutes at a party died in a car accident and then she sewed him up and made him a zombie and then Whoa. he had a weird sexual assault backstory and then he ran away, but it was Halloween, so she couldn't find him and didn't Wait. try to.
2: Hold on, I can improve, I, can imp- I have a note for you though And he okay. bangs, uh-huh. and his mom wants to bang him
1: Oh, good uh-huh. no, good no. Uh-huh. add it, put it, in there. Uh-huh. put it in there That's horror, that's, that's horror what,
2: That's why they call me the Hester of Horrors There you go Yep
1: <laughs> I'm always saying this. That's why we keep you on the payroll, <laughs> beef.
3: Uh. You
2: keep adding this incest stuff, and finally it pays off, Beep. I understand
1: now. Every season, you're, you're going so hard begging us to put in the incest plotline, and finally we do it. And we are I just want
0: (laughs) it just I feel like there's too many plot lines about people wearing shoes and about (laughs) incest. It's all it's (laughs) every time you bring up incest and this time you totally
2: redeem yourself. (laughs)
0: Oh my god. Well, enough of that crap. We're at the bar. We're at the bar, and it's time for (laughs) Cecilia. Delia and Fiona to have the dumbest bar interaction I've ever seen, which is Delia is just like we're gonna play or yeah, Delia's like we're gonna play a game. Um, I ask you three questions and then you ask me three questions and you have to tell the truth. Um, and they have a first question and the first question is just like why are you not like Hank? He's such a good guy. And Fiona goes, cause I can tell he's secretly the Thomas King King killer. <laughs> <laughs> no, she just is like, I can tell there's something off about him. He reeks of bullshit, which I'm like the bullshit of the Thomas King King killer. <laughs> <Maybe>? <laughs> um, and then Cordelia just goes in for question two, and this is where the OJ comparison originally came in. Cause she just goes, haha, ha, let's play a game where we each ask each other three fun questions and we have to answer truthfully. Haha, ha, okay, question two. Did you do it? <laughs> yes. I mean no, oh
2: you got me. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and Fiona just fucking lies. Like, she's like, did you do it? And Fiona's like, no.
1: <laughs> and then moves on immediately, immediately from that. And it's like, hey, uh, so if you didn't think it was Madison, who I definitely didn't kill, by the way, um, who do you think is going to be the next Supreme, just out of curiosity? I'm not, I'm not going to kill him. It would be very coincidental if they also ended up dead. But who do you think the next Supreme is going to be? Um, and Delia is like, that's not how this game works. And I'm like, this isn't a game. You're just having yeah, a right? conversation. <laughs> this is just how conversations are. Um, Cordelia is fucking wasted, like shit face drunk and throwing up in the bathroom and um, and uh, one of the Illuminati, I guess, is in the stall Nature. Uh,
0: can I just say, huge skill issue. If you're just sitting and casually drinking with your mom at a bar and you get so fucked up, you throw up in the back. Right? What are you doing? <laughs> like, what is this amateur hour <laughs> shit? Like with your mom? I don't know. Like, I feel like I'm pretty cool with my mom. I've hung out at a restaurant with my mom with like a drink or two. I would never just be like,
3: another Long Island. Like, let's
0: go. We're getting fucked up. We're another one for my Dude, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, what Like, what are you doing where you're going to fucking funky town to the point that you gotta throw yeah. up within like an hour or two the game is you tell uh-huh. the truth or take a shot
3: mom <laughs> come on <sis.
1: laughs> oh god oh. Oh. so yeah she's y- she's Yardson in the bathroom um, and then she gets out of the bathroom after Yardson and, and washes her hands Um, And the Illuminati person from the stall next to her. I don't know what. They're just a big person in a cloak. There's no other defining features. Um, Just throws acid in her eyes um, that they're holding in a mason Mason jar. jar. Yeah. You know, (laughs) as you do. Yeah. Um which I think is the prank that uh Beef and I were referring yeah. to when we said that there was a funny prank fearful. at the end of this season. Oh, or this uh, episode. I
0: was thinking I was thinking reviving a zombie army to go kill my haters was the prank. I mean, that is
1: a pretty <laughs> funny prank too. Both Acid to the Eyeballs well, pr- and the Zombies are a- both pretty good pranks.
0: Fear
2: it's fearful pranks plural, so yeah, there you go. Oh, Here's true. your two pranks.
1: Yeah. It yeah. is fearful. Quarrel.
0: Yeah, also, that's you true. know what's a little bit, be- I, I think I agree. This uh, Throwing acid in a random bystander's eyes is very much more like Logan Paul's speed. I don't think he could raise yeah. an army of the dead.
1: No, that's, that's Mr. level yes. for sure.
0: That's Mr. Beast, for sure. Yeah, you need that visa money <laughs> to make that shit happen.
1: <laughs> oh, and so, um, yeah, Delia gets um acid thrown in her eyes, question mark, question mark, question mark. Um, And then- uh we're back at the house and the neighbor from next door comes over the hot neighbor and he's like hey I brought cookies over and Nan's like oh are those for Madison and he's like no they're for you and then not even milliseconds later um Delphine's three dead daughter zombies politely knock on the door uh so I guess zombies have some kind of like faculties about them because they didn't just like try to like push their way in the house Um the three of them spe- and like odd that I guess because they're under control of Marie um, weird that the three daughter zombies would specifically be like I bet our mom's gonna open the door <laughs> this is gonna be so funny she's gonna be so pranked when she opens this door and sees her three dead daughter zombies um, but that's what happens and Delphine of course screams and closes the door and then that's the end of the episode <laughs> You
2: know it's fucked up though too. There's three kids there, but zoom closes like the, the camera like closes in on one and does like a little like fade in flashback as if Delphine does, "Oh shit, my favorite one." You know, like oh my her favorite daughter, I <laughs> recognize
1: her anywhere.
2: Yeah, these two.
0: <laughs> but yeah, yep. so I I still, for what it's worth, I still really like this episode. I think it was like a real fun watch. My biggest problems are like they introduced multiple like plot lines and event chains that just don't really make a lot of sense and have a lot of holes like Marie Laveau zero to 100 of like a small disagreement up to summoning a zombie army happened really quickly. Um, I don't get why I care about the council <laughs> at all. Like Quentin seems like a charming fellow, <laughs> but I really don't give a shit about the dork witch and Quentin, who writer of books. <laughs> mm-hmm
1: yeah and like (laughs) even going back to that's something we forgot to mention about quentin is like when they're like doing their introductions between fiona and quentin fiona's like oh how's your book selling and quentin's like oh it's going really well like i'm so busy because i have to go to all these different towns and do all my book signings that's what he sounds like because it's the guy who plays cricket um and then fiona's like don't forget whose magic got you that and i'm like what does that mean like what did you do like the implications that you did that but like how what part of the supreme magic is this like an alan wake situation like did you give him magic writing abilities what i don't know that that ever gets explored i just wanted to bring it up because it's like she has some weird like leverage over the council but just quentin because she like made his book successful or something i don't know um also allegedly fiona was married to like a billionaire but that never gets brought up again either um (laughs) there's just a lot of a lot of turning plates currently a lot of spinning plates um i think the biggest funniest one that they established in this episode and then did not follow up on even one time was kyle wandering out of the house and then
0: kyle's fucking out there yeah kyle somewhere he's out there somewhere we don't know where he's could be kyle. i hope they turned it into like a fun like weekend at bernie's thing where it's just like a group of frat guys are like yo this guy and they just like bring him around partying and shit i think that'd be more fun than whatever because otherwise zoe's gonna be involved and she fucking sucks
1: <laughs> yeah. that's the that i think is the funniest part about that like them dropping that in this episode is like it's not like they drop that and we never hear from her like from zoe or kyle again from this episode we see Zoe, Zoe's back at the house, just like completely ignoring the problem, Um, which means Kyle's just out there, just fucking out there. And I don't know about you, if I lost my zombie boyfriend who has been shown to murder two people now, um, I think it would be pretty high on my priority list to find him. I think that would be like pretty high on my to-do list. I don't think it'd be like in the the yellow zone. I think it'd be in the red zone
0: so like the thing is right it didn't make sense for her to be like i have no idea where he went he could be anywhere before but now there are zombies so now it's a little bit more like mm, okay except they look very <laughs> different they're yeah. very clearly like <laughs> dead and largely rotted zombies whereas like kyle's pretty fresh still he he got that good um uh you got the louisiana yeah 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 um but still like now it's like okay yeah it would both be unsafe to be outside looking for kyle and also kyle is likely to be okay since he is also a zombies um but yeah at the time it doesn't really make sense that she's just like Whew, big day i'm tired see you tomorrow
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, lost my zombie boyfriend i'm sure that won't be a problem for anybody see you tomorrow i got stuff to do and by that i mean nothing i have nothing to do i just want to go home which is a mood i guess um I can I can relate to that. Just wanting to leave the function. Um, for no real reason, mm-hmm. just wanting to leave the function. <laughs> um
0: speaking of leaving the function, mm-hmm. hey, next episode <laughs> is named uh Burn Witch Burn, huh? Uh, That's what they and okay. not even
2: like in any sort of reference, just burn, comma, witch, period. Burn exclamation point. Like
0: burn witch. Oh, burn. That is weird formatting
1: i didn't do that that's them i just copied yeah. their punctuation that's how they wrote it i don't have Word. a reason yeah. well, that's just how well. it is there you until
3: go until
0: next time apparently they're gonna try and burn somebody i don't know it, honestly i just hope they get someone out of the way i'm bet you know it's probably not zoe but i can hope so true <laughs> Until next time everybody Have a great night Bye